and roundabout podcast. My name's Vicky and welcome to our official first episode. In the room, I am surrounded by black excellence. We have Adrian in the room. Yep, uh, thanks for inviting me along and reaching out to me after 10 years as well. <laughs> yeah. I very much appreciate it, Vicky. <laughs> we have Alex in the room. Yeah, yeah. We have the wonderful, sexy Ade in the room. What's up, what's up, what's up? We have Daniel in the room. Yo. Maz in the room. What's happening? And we have Courtney in the room. Good to be here. Hello. Guys, how are you all doing? With the pandemic, lockdown, with just life in general, how are we all doing? Exhausted. Tired, man. Yeah. You look at Adrian, he's lost about 20 kgs. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, that's not from working out. <laughs> doing half marathons and riding 100k every other day. But, you know. Yeah, been, um, been what about you? Um, Dan, how have you been doing? I, I don't know. I feel lost. I can't lie. Um, yeah. It's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot. So yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Where's furlough when you need it? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> been working non-stop. Yeah, yeah. But be thankful. You still have a job. Praise the Most High, man. There you go, Alex. What about you? How's it been? It's been hard. <laughs> Being a lockdown. Um, yeah, me, me and my wife both working, having a little four-year-old at home. Mash up, man. <laughs> like furlough. Like yeah. a couple of weeks ago, it was the first time he stayed out of the house, and the way I slept, it was a yeah. I slept good. I think definitely. it's a blessing having kids at the minute, though. No, no, I don't, no, know. I don't yeah. know about you. I mean, uh, it's it's a lot. I don't it's have kids, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no. it's, it's a lot. Trust me, it is a catch twenty-two. Yeah. But you're going to be spending more time with them, no? You actually no, get to good. know. You actually know your kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know your kids from morning to night. You're there with them twenty-four-seven. So Definitely. there's no pretending. There's no escaping. When the, yeah. kids, when the kids go to school, you know they're at school for X amount of time. You're only spending X amount of time with them in the evenings or in the afternoon. But now you're with them twenty-four-seven, so there's no escape. Yeah. And it's not normal circumstances. Like yeah, you, it's not every single day that you're together 24 mm. hours a day. Yeah, yeah but it's not going to last forever either, I guess. Well, it feels like, when you're a parent, it feels like it, it's been... Yeah. And when you're a child yeah, as well, it feels yeah, like it's been it forever. It's, especially everyone's stuck indoors. You know, kids need that escape. They need to be able to go out, run around, yeah. burn that energy. But now, for the last, God knows how long, three, four months, it's yeah. been... I think lockdown, uh, yeah. you get me. So. I think a lot of people are starting to experience lockdown fatigue now anyway. Mm. And it's okay to be sick of your family, you know? I, think. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I had yeah. to come today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get out of the house, Just isn't get it? Out of the house. Yeah. What about you, Courtney? So you've got three kids. Yeah, happily married. Them? Are you still happily married? <laughs> yeah, man, still happily married. Um, despite lockdown it's been it's been good it's been interesting obviously as we've been discussing I think obviously there's the stress that impacts us as adults but we don't really think about how stress impacts children um, and it breaks out in different ways I know my children have been suffering like emotionally they've been like so mm. high emotionally reacting yeah. to every little thing um, so it just means that we've actually we as parents obviously we want the kids to behave and, and to do what they need to do and to get their schoolwork done but at the same time you've got to understand sort of where they're coming from uh, and understand what they're going through and what it might be like for a child going through this situation obviously it's difficult for most for, for all of us most adults so it's just making sure that I think what I've learned most is ensuring that I take a step back 
before I start to like holler at my kids and shout at my kids and, yeah. and demand that they do something mm-hmm. and just understand where they're coming from. But it breaks out in other ways. Like my kids are, I realise that when my older boy he's suffering from like eczema at the moment and you can see that it's kind of getting to him. He's been obviously just distressed. But yeah, um, we've been trying to like get him in touch with his schoolmates, like having phone calls on WhatsApp yeah, and actually yeah, helping yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so it's been interesting. It's been a massive learning curve mm-hmm. for us and them. Um, but, but yeah, it's been a struggle like physically, mentally, yeah, emotionally. Yeah, in every way. Yeah. Would you say they they're used to it now? No, not quite. Not quite. Like my my daughter, she's she loves to be around. She just loves to be around people, especially she loves to be around children. So she as soon as she went to like nursery, she just like thrived. She loved that environment, being around other kids, and yeah. she's a bit of a bossy boots. Right? She likes to, like tell people what to do, and, mm. and she struggles to do that in the house because she's the only girl. She's got two, two. I've got two sons, and she's trying to tell my oldest like, "Oh, you should do this. You should do that." Like she's younger than him, and he's like not having it. He's not having it. So, <laughs> yeah, she, so she struggles with that. Um, yeah. So it's 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 um, it comes and goes. Like some weeks are good, some weeks are, some weeks are questionable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I find as well what what I found was I thought I was really smart. Till I started doing homeschooling. Oh my god! So I think um, so. The teachers will basically send like questions and things like that, and the kids have to answer the questions. So one day, my um, eldest boy, Zach, he said to me, "You know, what does this mean?" And I promise you guys, I was sweating. This and he's in year what is it? Year three. three. I was sweating. (laughs) Yeah, and he was asking questions and everything. And then he, he clocks. He's quite smart, so he said. So you mean to tell me you had education and then you ended up like this. <laughs> so then I was so embarrassed because he said that. And you know you had to give him that look like, yeah. who are you talking to? But the next morning I woke up extra early to go on YouTube so I can learn. Yeah. So I know what to teach him because I can't remember all these things. Mm. What these, was it, maths, English? Do you know what? Equivalent fractions. Yeah. So it wow. I was like, wow. I can't remember it. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I don't remember. Do you guys remember? I did A-level maths. I don't know no, what that is. It's equivalent fraction. Like, what I the heck is degree. that? I got a maths degree there. So, you know. And you don't. <laughs> 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 that's poor. That's well, poor. So, well, Maz, you just volunteered yourself as a tutor. So that's what yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I, I come cheap. I come cheap. Yeah, come, well, I actually you do it for free. Out on libraries. Mondays, Mondays and Thursdays, five to seven. Okay. Bring see, your kids. There you go. We, 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 we Look at that little promotion right there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I we had to get up early. What well, I did anyway to um, to kind of YouTube as being my best friend, and um, and it's been good as well because I've during lockdown we were able to teach our youngest one how to read because usually they, they learn a little bit and then they go to school and um, to reception and then they learn the phonics more. But we sat down and I was like, I'm determined to kind of prepare him to learn how to read he can't wipe his own backside yet properly but he can read yeah. so um, I'm super proud of the work and, um, and, yeah. and, and you've learned what equivalent fractions I know are. right I've what got... are they well I have to <laughs> <laughs> no don't, don't don't do this don't do this but I could I could write it down I just can't explain it but yeah articulate it yeah, yeah exactly yeah. there's something else in that conversation that I picked up what's that in our own pride not to admit to our children that we don't know nothing. It's true. <laughs> we don't know something in particular. It's true. And I think I realised that a couple of years back when the same thing happened with Mudway, it kept happening. So I just said, so, you know what? Let's just go on YouTube and let's learn this thing together. I can't remember what it was. I studied it ages ago. Yeah, yeah. I, was little, that's, I don't remember. Just, let's yeah. just do it together. That's, that's what I do with my yeah, boys. Yeah, okay, and, and, and he finds that a lot more, that sort of open... Uh, and finds it more authentic, yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah. 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 But then I think it depends on a child as well. 
with with Zach, babe, come on. I have to say, I keep saying babe. My husband's in a room. Ade, say hi. What's up? Right. So with Zach, Zach will embarrass you. It will let you know that why are you teaching me? You're not up to. You're not my level. Mm. That's how he, he puts it, really. <laughs> so he knows. Yeah, he's got. He's a lot of pressure. But I think with the other two, they're like, yeah, let's learn together. But with Zach, he'll be watching you as I'm watching. He was asking me about his twelve times tables and things like that. And I can't remember what it is. I can't remember. So obviously, I'd Google or like. Beside, and, it me. <laughs> and it was like you're using Google again. Google's your friend, yeah, mum. And I was so embarrassed. But... No, I'm just on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just little things like that that I found that I'm not. I'm not a teacher. I'm not. Listen. And for me, anyway, naturally, I've always preferred to be around um, young people, like youths, children, even my own children. I could just, I don't want to be around them every single second of the day. It was, it was hard for me. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to admit that. But um, yeah, it's been interesting. Been very interesting. And what's it been like for you guys, you lonely single guys? Uh, No one of us are single. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I am. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, uh, I saw some Instagram stories yeah. of someone having a picnic in Regent's Park the yeah. other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With some bubbly. Okay. Yeah. This is you. And some pret sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was what's it been like for you guys? Just was, was it hard? Like, where was you, Maz? Was you at home with the family or? Yeah. To be fair, I've been spending a lot of time with the family, which has been good because more time I'm, I don't really like to stay at home. Yeah. But. Um, I actually moved out for the first part of the whole lockdown stuff just because I was worried because I, I kept going out and obviously with work and stuff and then I moved in with three, three friends of mine. Um, you'd think you'd get sick of people after a week or two but we were all on the same level. I saw it on Snapchat yeah. and you guys, I kept saying to myself, does Boris know that Maz is breaking the rules? Because they looked like they were no, having fun. No, we weren't even breaking the you rules. You were having we, a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, we but we were staying together. We were yeah. staying together. So I, I'm saying like, this out of jealousy, just so yeah, you know. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. FIFA nights every night, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, and then I moved back home uh, with the family and then... It's just been a, a lot of stuff to do at home. Like, I live in quite a big house and it's too much for the parents to, to handle. Yeah, it's quite big, yeah. yeah. The, res- the quite residency. Big the residency. I count, you had, I think you, I don't know what you was doing, you was doing some sort of event in your house and I counted how many cars could park in your drive. There yeah. was like... The annual Champions League final. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Maz, yeah. there was more than 10 cars in that drive. Yeah. And then the and then the garden, because I remember one time I was like, is this a park or is this a garden? It's or? basically a park, but it takes me three hours to water the plants. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It's a, it's, a, it's a big job, but yeah. it's, been, it's been nice spending time with a family. Like, I mean, you, you tend to realise that actually they're the people that you want to be around most yeah. instead of like friends and, and just going, going out and stuff. So... I think I've learned a lot about myself um, during the whole lockdown thing. Um, Working from home as well, uh, it's a big change. I feel like I'm working much harder now, though. I don't know about everyone else, but, yeah, it's been... It's been a significant change, but it's it's not been too bad. Like I know people who have been struggling and they want to get out, they need to get out. But for me, I'm I'm enjoying it. That's good. That's That's really good. And you, Dan, Daniel, what's it been like for you? It's been hard. Who was you staying with? So I stayed with my mum. And it's me, my mum, brother, sister. But it's I'm at an age now where I need my space. Yeah. So it's like, I'm working from home and then my mum comes in like, sorry. It's just little things like that. But it's, it's been fun. But it's like, I'm at a place now where it's like, I need to just flee the nest and just do my thing and yeah. get my space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you, Adrian? Um... 
it's it's been fine for me. I've managed well. Um, I've, I live in a flat and I've got flatmates as well. I've got two Italian flatmates, one Lithuanian. One of them's a bartender, so he lost his job like not oh. long into lockdown. But like, literally, I'll be working, working from home. Um, go to the kitchen to make something and he's in there making cocktails or trying to make new cocktails <laughs> anyway so yeah so I spent most of lockdown pretty uh, waved <laughs> um, in a good way anyway but yeah it's fine um, working from home is fine as well it's good because I work in banking so it's kind of Dan as well so it's, it's kind of we're kind of showing our employers anyway that yeah. this new norm is possible yeah. you know yeah. what I mean in yeah. terms of efficiency as well we can still maintain the same level of efficiency working working from home so yeah, hopefully yeah. that trickles down after mm. lockdown's over anyway but yeah apart from that it's been fine yeah. it's good. Do, you, do, you, do you rather work from home or absolutely yeah yeah they've given us the option to go into work if we're experiencing any fatigue you just want to get out and go to the office yeah. like i can do this forever you know <laughs> literally like working watching everybody hates chris perfect yeah it's a bit weird though like i feel like my office well my bedroom's my office from nine to twelve or eight to twelve and then yeah i'm just wandering around trying to keep busy yeah i think what's helped me is like the level of like um exercise i'm doing as well so it kind of breaks up my days whether i'm going out for a cycle or run or something like that or just taking like a long walk it just breaks the day up anyway and it's helped me maintain structure as well because when i do exercise i wake up at like five in the morning go out for a run so I've got the exact same structure I did like before right, lockdown. Exactly, absolutely. So yeah. I hate the fact that works in my house. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I hate Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Like this is my space, and I'm having to have meetings when I'd rather be in bed. Yeah. Like the, pro- the productivity is good, but I feel like people are taking a mick. <laughs> Because they can get more out of you when you're yeah, at work. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. You don't, like, I think what I've learned through this lockdown, we can do three days of work in a week and we're yeah. fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, things will get done. Life will go on. And so, like, for me, I never want to go back to, like, working full-time at all. Like, I, I, I like being home. Mm. I like the option of working at home, but I don't like it on their terms. So, and so yeah, I absolutely. That's what been for me. Yeah. Just been all right. I feel like they've sort of converted the commute time into more work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, I'd normally leave work at six and it'll take me a half hour to get home. So, these guys will be pinging me off, sending me emails past six o'clock, expecting me to do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, all these Zoom meetings, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I work in insurance. So, majority of people I work with are, are white, old white men. Yeah. And I'm there with like fluffy hair, you know what I mean? Yeah. My, my beard's all grown and that, and everyone's got fresh shave. They've gone bored. They're, they're telling me that they've shaved their own heads off and that. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, not it's me. mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then so also pandemic. I mean, we can't avoid mm. talking about that. This is the reason why we were in lockdown. You know, so have you guys? Did it frighten you guys? Were you? kind of constantly washing your hands were you not were you kind of not hugging people staying at home doing everything that was expected of you British people are nasty Europeans <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't Listen, feel no, yeah. the, the week before I, I left lockdown I was on the train and this brother sneezed like he just oh. he just sneezed into the door oh. and just walked off oh. and like the way people were just moving on the train I was like it don't surprise me it spreads so quickly like it doesn't surprise me even now regular. even now like people all up in pubs and things like it's 
it's, like this thing has disappeared. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like your but, hygiene yeah. is not good enough to be to be <laughs> that close to people. Like, I'm sorry. Controversial though. I, I think we definitely need to strike a balance. I don't think you can like the economy stopped. You can't have that for too long. It needs to. It, I understand where the politicians are coming from, but um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think you can go into absolute lockdown for that long because because you'll be in the situation we are we're in now where you've got like billions of pounds in. The country's got billions of pounds in debt, you know? So. <coughs> Hundreds of billions. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, that, that, then that's, there's something fundamentally wrong yeah. because what they're saying now is you should build it around green, like have the trees and plants in, yeah. in the centre of what we do, not yeah. have these big buildings or cars or stuff that's polluting the, the yeah. environment and stuff like that. But so. in terms of the actual pandemic, it's like, do you know what I mean? The thing is, I've always said, like, when this happened, it's like you had this and then you had... I almost feel like 2020 needed to happen. And I was talking to my mate and I was like, 2020 is the year of the truth. You know what's mad? Naked truth. You know what's mad? So I, I, we booked, a, we booked a, um, a flight to Italy in mm. February for a friend's birthday. And you know how it all started around yeah. the, the Italy started going yeah. mad. We missed our flight. And I was saying, oh, 2020 this year is already it's looking mad. Yeah. And then all of this happened. I thought, yeah, that that flight miss was a was a was yeah, a sly blessing. Yeah, it's a blessing. Twenty twenty needed to happen. We got to yeah. the gate, yeah. <laughs> and so the guy you turned us away. Would you been stuck out there? I think during that time we would have been okay. Okay, but you don't know. You don't know. We were going to go to Inter uh, to uh, Inter Milan game, yeah. and yeah, it would have yeah. been it would have been a disaster. Was that you as well? No, I, nah. I I didn't go. I was scared. You know, it's, it's yeah, funny. I did ask I him to go. Yeah. Like San Siro is not a place for a black yeah. man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was, no, I was you went to watch N- Napoli with me. Yeah, man. we went to watch. We went to watch. And yeah, what, what, the guy, what was the guy saying yeah, to you that, that and there time? Was an old Italian guy. Must have been like seventy years old. We walked into the stadium, and he grabbed my hand and he started rubbing my skin and he just said, "Why?" <laughs> wow, wow. And he was that he was so old and naive, you know. And why? Why, you know, why? Why is my skin darker? Why am I black? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he was so old. He was. He must have been like seventy years old. Yeah. But so, what was, was your reaction? What did you say or do? I just laughed and I was just like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I can't. What can you? What can you, you do you in that situation? Though, anyway, yeah. yeah. And can I just say, Maz is. Maz, what are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm confused, you know. I don't know what to put. Nah, I'm joking. Nah, I, I'm, I'm, so I'm North African. I'm Egyptian, so I'm technically Arab, uh, or you can class. I could class myself as a white African. Yeah, because that's what I thought. That's what people would consider. Is that what they call? I didn't know. White African. Yeah, white yeah African. that's what I said to you the other day. I was yeah. like, Maz, you know, you're going to be the only white African. If someone said to be a white African, I would just thought South, South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No, I would, yeah. yeah, I would have honestly thought the Arab yeah. countries like Egypt, Morocco, Algeria, straight away. But I wouldn't even call them white. Hmm? I wouldn't call them white. But Matt said... Mm. You, uh, yeah, I completely you know, agree on that too. Yeah. But do you know what's so that's interesting? What's Matt said something to me the other day. What did you say when I said to him, like being a white African... Because you were saying, well, you're not you're not black, obviously. You're yeah. with that phrase. White African. Yeah. 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 But then yeah, you yeah. also said, but I'm not white. But I'm not white. That's the, that's that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like, it's this is the question, right? So I, if if I if if I say the term black, does that mean your skin color has to be black? Absolutely. Or let's say you're 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 mixed race or light skin, whatever the term is, right? Do they fall into the black? Black. They okay. fall into black, although okay. their, their skin yeah. colour is not black. Well, if you're a mixed race, yeah. I feel like the world sees 
I feel like black people see mixed race people as black. It's I think not, I think it's the not f- necessarily that's, that's it's, 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 it's not it's not a color thing, right? Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. a color thing. So like, politically, mixed race people are put into the black, black community. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I guess yeah. I guess I think the first thing to establish is this whole term black. What 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 does it mean? Yeah. What, like, what like, it's it's difficult because yeah. people. It's I not just it's the colour of your skin, is it? I think if you've got, if I think like because African, know, it's self-explanatory, right? If you see a mixed race person, um, nine times out of ten they're going to have some sort of black heritage, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you consider them black okay. anyway. Do you know what? In saying that, in cases where you've got a mixed race person that looks predominantly white, you wouldn't necessarily say that person was black. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Wait a minute, Alex. That's that's down to appearance, but because even. Even mixed race, for example, even white people call mixed race people mixed race people black. They automatically call them black as well. Because so, for example, Alex, you're married to a mixed race woman, and your son looks mixed race. So, do you see? Do you it's see him black. as a black? Is a black, black boy? He's black. Like for me, blacks. It's a social political thing. It's not just about same color. So, yeah. as much as I wanna. It's, it's no point in trying to... It's confusing. You're this, you're half this, you're yeah. half that. It don't, that don't make no sense. There's no such thing as... Racism, there's no... What's the word? Like, you can't define... Race is not biological. It's nothing. Race changes depends where you are. Like, race, yeah. is, it, it plays games, isn't it? So... And unfortunately, I think over time, whether you... Like, yeah. if you're mixed race, the world's going to put you in that bracket anyway. Do you know what I mean? What about if Somalians? Are they black? No, this is... Oh, this is not... Wait, this wait, really, hold on a second. Do you know what? This, this started is, in... I remember back in the day, this, right? This really annoys me, right? Because, like, we've grown up with a lot of Somalians. That's what I was going to say. even they... They, when we're talking, they don't refer to themselves as African. They go, oh, I'm Somalian. Well, you're African. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Adrian, let's take it back. So I used to be a youth worker for Adrian and Maz. This shows my age. And Daniel. And, Daniel. So, and Alex was their youth worker as well back yeah. back in the days. Well, and I remember they were... <laughs> Alex, you're young. Yeah, and it's I a remember, stressful time for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember... Um, so it was, that was my first proper exposure to, like, Somalian um, young people and I remember one of there was a forms that we had forms that you guys had to sign and I remember it said African but then there was an option for Somalian what so, yeah I remember yeah, this you know, so well section. yeah yeah I remember it doesn't it. make any and sense it, the to forms me. actually so remember it was Greenwich Council that was funding yeah. the the what we was doing the project that we yeah. was doing yeah so I remember I can't remember who it was in a group was just like even Africa don't even want us. We <laughs> we're Somalians. We're just yeah. Somalians. But um, and I remember it was. I remember lots of the boys used to just take the mick out of them, going, "Yeah, you're not real Africans. You're this. You're that." I think Probably everybody laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was gonna say because Dan's looking. I'm like, was Dan there that Bare day? Silence. But it was like I just remember everybody laughing. But I remember it made me realize that oh, but okay, Somalians. They had it hard. Yeah. Like, but like mm-hmm. even when like randomly I spoke like you're talking to Ahmed he'll go oh yeah Somalians I'm like bro why do you always refer to yourself I understand you are Somalian but when we're all talking he just automatically refers to himself as Somalian if like a bunch of Africans are talking you know and I just don't understand it because yeah. I think because there's so many of them and, no. they're, and, they're, and they're very distinct that's in their look valid, I know it's not valid that's not valid it's not valid. Valid. you're around Somalians a lot yeah most of my friends but are most Somalians most of your friends yeah, are Somalians yeah. and so do you do they consider themselves to be Africans or do they just see themselves as we are Somalians and this Africa I, I, I think some consider themselves to be African some consider themselves to be Arab 
Right, that's interesting. Somalians are Arabs. Well, technically they're in the Arab League, so technically they are Arabs. Yeah, I understand. Right. That in that sense, in that sense. Well. Yeah. Daniel looks strong. <laughs> Daniel's like, what? Is it Arabs well? No, histori- no it's not Arabs. A lot of the people tie back to the actual Arab. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Majority of them yeah. come from Yemen yeah. And, yeah. And, and 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 that Saudi and those sorts of sides there. And, so. and I think Middle and East is just Northeast Africa, if I'm honest. So that's just my. Yeah, it's, it's Northeast <laughs> Africa and and Asia as well. Yeah. And, and like appearance-wise as well, like. Ethiopians look considerably or substantially different to, to West Africans, for example. Yeah, you know what I mean, but I yeah. don't go and I don't. Do you know what I mean? I still consider them. But I think if you ask the white person, like if if they would see you or Daniel, or if they were to say, see a Somali, they would simply say, "Yeah, they're black." No, but they're Somali. Somali. But yeah, I don't I've think it's the white man that has put. I don't think Somali it's the white man. No, no. But I'm brackets. just. I think it's. I think it's internal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also. When we were growing up, Somalis were treated bad. Like, yeah. there's no two ways. Yeah. They were treated like, bad and they, they would, they would form their bad. own groups Same for as well. Like, if you wasn't Jamaican, like when yeah. we was up at school, you best just hide your accent. Yeah, we've I had this conversation. I've had this conversation no, no, with Alex many like, times. I disagree. Alex I don't talks think so. about... Listen, even my uncles. My yeah, uncles yeah. are from Dominica, isn't you're, it? Yeah. You're coming from a slightly different... Your generation's different. From yeah. Alex. Yeah. I, don't, I don't... Like, I've never grown up in a time where Somalians were treated different no, from us. No, no, when, when we were, were growing, growing up, up... Listen to what I said. I said it was my first exposure. When I heard that I had to work on the ferry estate, I was like, one, I'm from Lucian. Two... This is a mad like it, it was mad like I've never had to work with Somalis. I've never ha- I had one Somali friend at school. That and was that's it. it. That was it. And let me give you the biggest joke. So one time I was in Woolwich, and um, I can't remember it was. I had to go through Woolwich for something, and then I heard Auntie, Auntie. So you know, obviously, I've, you know, like how you used to call me Auntie and everything back then. Mm. So we had the group of like Somalis calling me Auntie, Auntie. Addy's in a car. And he was telling me he was sweating because yeah. now he's just seeing a large group of Somalians yeah. around me and I kind of got lost in the crowd. But what they were saying is, how are you? You know, like everyone was just yeah. checking to see how I was okay. And to me, I was just comfortable because, you know, they, you, you know how I see you lot as my babies. Yeah. So to me, I'd seen them as like, oh, you know, my yeah. kids, whatever. But Addie was like, do I come out the car? Do I save my ch- Do I save my wife? Do I do what? Does that run? But that comes from yeah. But that also comes from just how we were brought up. It was, so it was on site. Like, yeah. There was no. We just Somalians were not considered. It sounds it's so horrible, especially now that I work. Well, I worked with Somalians and stuff. Um, people they were not considered cool. They weren't, I think, I even saw people Sub-human. didn't see them as, yeah, like, like, yeah. Was it, Ade, what, Ade, was it like that when you, you were growing up? Yeah, yeah, it was. I totally, totally agree with that. It totally was. Because, um, I come, I, what was it? When we, yeah, when, when we were growing up in East London, obviously there was this, we had a Somalian community as well, but I didn't really get close to them. I didn't really get close to any Somalians until I got to college. So yeah. I had a Somalian boy in my class and we, we became good friends. So I used to come to my house, I used to go to his house on the weekends, so we became really, really good friends. So it was my, it was my first exposure to the, um, to the Somalian community. So, yeah, I agree with definitely what Alex and what Vicky are saying about, you know, back in the day, Somalians, they, they were treated in a certain way, even by black people and even by fellow Africans as well. I think, it, I, I think that'll be predominantly from other Africans. Because we would, we. That's probably that's that, probably think, down no, to what, no, don't forget. Don't forget back. Was, don't forget like years and years and years ago. Africans were from Somalia. Dad, like a what was it? Dad, like a big famine in the country. There was mm. war, civil yeah. war, and all this kind of stuff. So it's probably down to what we were being fed by the media. So we had that 
some sort of stigma against them due to what the media was feeding us. And they even have something against, like learning, working with like Somali um, children, young people. I also learned about Somaliland because they used to be, we guys, let's remember, we had so much banter. Yeah. We laughed a lot. Yes. It, it didn't feel like work for me. And I learned about Somaliland and Somalians and they were against each other as well. Yeah. And I even that, I don't know who's from Somaliland. That's, ab- that's absolutely true. Because when I was at college, where I had two Somalian boys in my class, one was from Somal- Somalia, another one was from Somaliland. I think they, I think they got different languages. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. Man, we're looking at you. I'm not sure. I think it's like marginal Yeah, I think it's marginal. Yeah, you're right. Because both of them they used to argue about X, Y, and Z. The both used to cuss each other, saying you're this and I'm that. The both used to try and play the upper hand. So, I guess it just was. I guess it just basically what I'm trying to say is I guess it just wasn't the rest of Africa that saw them that way. They basically saw themselves so Somaliland people sort of like, were seeing Somalians as lower than them from what I remember yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think, something like those I think that's just like internal hierarchy right you have it yeah. everywhere you have it in Nigeria you yeah. have it in Ghana do you know what I mean yeah, with your yeah. different dialects and tribes and stuff so yeah. what about no, you um, what about you um, Courtney because you grew up with Addy you you were boys what was it like for you yeah I just reiterate everything that Addy mentioned about um, and Alex as well um, and I was definitely Part of the um, part of that cycle as well. Because you're Caribbean so, as well. So. Yeah, so I'm Caribbean. I'm Jamaican um, heritage, grandparents, etc. In, in the whole Windrush generation. But um, obviously, growing up as a kid to be Jamaican, obviously, like you, you got your stereotypes. Oh, if you're Jamaican, the weed is there. You kind of can see <laughs> seen as as Alex, you kind of seen as like a bit sort of cooler, sort of edgy, or whatever um, to to kind of British people. Um, but then you've got yeah, you had African, especially if you were um, a new uh, immigrant or you you had uh, arrived recently or in recent years and you did have an accident then you immediately were was the end of, <laughs> of insults ripped. constantly <laughs> and if, if you were from Somalia I remember we had I had a, a Somali boy in my class that came um, sort of in year nine or something and he yeah he didn't have I, I, I know for a fact that he didn't have a good experience at all I think he ended up leaving at like year, year 10 or something a year later just because of the um, abuse that he got um, and I was part of that abuse as well from time to time. Um, you kind of think, oh, you're fresh, da, da, da. you kind of, oh, it's a laugh, da, da, da. but you don't really understand at that age as well. Um, and it's, and we also have to consider why mm. we seem that we see that or we used to see that as being funny. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if it still goes on. You, you mentioned it, it's not. You're not it's What's not funny? You just like even between like Africans and Caribbeans, we we all have to agree there is friction there. Not yeah. friction as in bad friction, yeah. but there's almost like. I'm better than you yeah. and you're better than me. Yeah. Now, what Ade said about media and all the Somalians, do you think media had a hand to play in that between Africans and Jamaicans? I don't I think, think so, personally. No, no, I think that's just down to... You call it slave mentality. That's what you used to well, say. Well, I think that's also that, the history of slavery, isn't it? Like, yeah. You know, for some people, you lot sold us, in it? So, one you... Like, why but you did. Yeah. One you, in it? Like, why would you... Why would I want to be African? So, but then you've also you got... sold who? Like, some Africans no, sold other Africans. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you're a descendant of slavery and you're like you're African, you're like, well, they sold me in it, one them oh, in it. So yeah, like, yeah. there could be that issue as well. Yeah. But and then there's also like so colonialism, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like some people think you're better, you're British, you you got the accent, we this this, you're that. Yeah, it's, we've been here longer. Yeah. yeah. But do you know what's so funny though that I find working with Adrian Maz and Daniel, I never saw. I just saw it was like a. I don't know if you agree with me. Um, um, 
Alex, it was just like a pot filled with just so many, everyone's from everywhere. And I think that's what made it so beautiful. So for me, working on the ferry made me ashamed of how I used to see Somalians. I don't think I bullied or said anything negative, but I did used to laugh, I'm not gonna lie. And then working with all these people and I just seeing how, for example, we were brought up to think Somalians were extremely dumb. I remember that. I remember they was like, oh, they should be at the bottom of the class. And, it, and when I listened to, like, working on the ferry and seeing just how smart, like, people were doing, like, what's his name? I don't want to say Bashir, anyone's name. Bashir. Bashir. And what all Bashir, these other people man. that they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I Shout was out like, Bashir. Shout <laughs> out Dr. Bashir, man. But yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm seeing them and I'm like, wow, yeah. it really, uh, it took, for me, that was a real eye opener, how, like, yeah. about prejudice and, like, mm. just, like, when stereotypes I, yeah. and stuff. When I was in school, most of the people I used to look up to, especially on like an educational level, yeah, were Somalians. Really? Yeah, I used to look yeah. up, whether it's Abbas or yeah. Bashir, I used to actually go home and think, I wish I could be as smart as these guys. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's why it's really hard. I just don't Not know. even Maz. Yeah. I thought Maz, Maz was, was a bit... Maz was a different league. <laughs> Maz, Maz, Maz was facil- just... Maz facilitated my journey from yeah. to university. Maz so. was, I remember Maz sitting down one time and everyone's like, Maz, are you right? I was like, yeah, my dad's had to go with me or something. I can't remember. It was like, why? Maz got like an A... Or something like that. I can't yeah. remember it was. A minus or an A. And Maz was upset at the fact that that yeah. upset his dad. And I remember looking at him thinking, you this boy, if you just don't go Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking at other boys that I knew were not as smart as him. They was yeah. like, is that it? And Adrian, you were talking about, was your dad in the military or something? Yeah, absolutely. Saying yeah. the punishment you would get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, if anyone wants any like insight into how smart Maz was, um, when we're in sixth form, so obviously you have people that do like normal maths A levels and you've got yeah. further math students as well. Maz obviously was a further of math course. student. Yeah. Um, yeah, when we were being taught, sometimes like, when you get to A level maths, it gets that much difficult where sometimes your teachers run into problems as well. <laughs> and the first thing they do is, all right, I'm going to go and get Maz from the other class. And Maz <laughs> literally, like, multi- like a few times a week, Maz will come down to the class, go to the board, write write the answer down, work it out in like five minutes or less than that, and just walk out of the room. Did they pay? He was very cocky as well. He nah, knew it. Man. He was very cocky. Nah, he was very cocky. Nah, <laughs> cocky, <laughs> he was cocky yeah. Do you feel that that's um, just something you picked up in school naturally, or is it something that your parents would? Um... No, I think my parents played a big part in that, and I and for, I'm forever grateful. Like I feel like. I feel like if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be at the level that I was and that I am now. Like, I, I, I basically owe my whole life to them, I'd say. Aww. Which is, um, I don't know. And- yeah, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd sort of go to a Saturday school, school I'd I learn that. Arabic. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I remember that. I, I don't know. Personally, I just think Maz is wired up differently, you know? <laughs> like, because your yeah. sister's smart. Yeah. They all are. And then your brother's yeah. smart, yeah. but I think you were you just a bit above your brother. Th- yeah, so like, no, with me it was qu- no, with me it was quite natural. I think with them they had to work quite hard. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I would I'd spend you a day before that. the exam and then he's and it's not just like like education, like book smart as well. Like I've travelled around the world with this guy. Like even when we're in Brazil, he'll literally look at like the map of Rio. And work his way. I'm, v- I'm very logical, the, yeah, yeah. Put the phone away and we'll literally have like a whole day in Rio and Maz knows exactly where everything is. It's yeah. crazy. Maz has always crazy. been like that. Enough of Maz there. But yeah, so back to, back to Say mashallah, what we were man. saying. Say <laughs> man. Anyway, back to, to what we were saying. So um, I kind of want to bring it now back to kind of what is going on now. Yeah. So I was saying earlier, like how I really want to talk about the George... Floyd murder because that's what it was a murder yes. and kind of like how um, black people have been reacting to it 
Can I just say something, right? This, um, obviously, the George Floyd thing is the cause of this whole black movement. So I, I guess obviously it's not the greatest thing that that happened. But there's been so many previous things that have happened. But Black Lives Matter didn't just start. No, no, I know this. I know, but I mean, like the whole up. Up, uh, up, been up at home these, for a long yeah. time. Uh, there's, I think, Maz, there's, yeah, there's yeah. multiple factors. I think yeah, the yeah. first factor is that none of us have really witnessed like that kind of like that level of 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 murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like the guy just stood on care. his neck just... for more than eight minutes, yeah. and it is, it's disturbing. Mm-hmm. Whatever for race, sure, yeah. anyway. Yeah. I think also we're in a pandemic. There's what well, under lockdown, people are just tired in general. They're Do you know poor, what I mean? America, poor, America, hungry. yeah, America's going through their like worst like um, unemployment angry, rates angry. in yeah. history. Yeah, economic as well. The country's well, the world's just plummeted. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just like multiple things, and it's just and that's why there were so many riots as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of frustration. It was almost like London, yeah, it was almost like London riots. Yeah, it was for Mark Duggan, but there was so much like economic frustration during that time as well and it all just kind of like yeah. overflowed but yeah that's that's my personal yeah, opinion yeah. anyway but um yeah so like come on guys what what, what what do you guys think alex yeah it's been i feel like it's been tiring like it's just been uh i've seen it before like i refuse to watch the, the film that's like, what i was gonna I, say could I you watch, watch it, it. No, I, I after uh, was it eric garner where they choked him out in front of the thing i couldn't I can't watch none of them things no more because yeah. what 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 more do I need to know? Like yeah. in my eyes, I've seen it all. I know that, but I feel like yeah, being at home. Them couple of days after, like being on Twitter, being on all them stuff, just like just feeding on the the trauma. Everyone was trauma that ties. Like yeah. we had a meeting at work. People are crying. People are talking about when mm. they're getting arrested by like it. It brought yeah. up a lot for people. Mm. Yeah, and then even like. Even talking to like talking to my son, talking to my friend, like my friend's son as well, just asking like about blackness, like why do people not like black people? Like trying to have those conversations. Mm. Then you got all these white people that feel guilty that want to ask questions, and you know what I mean. And then you got all these people just you know black lives matter, black lives matter, and then two seconds later they do some madness that shows you that they don't really care. So it's been a lot of like you realise no one don't care for black people, no one don't ride for black people, no one ain't really down. And so you always know it, but I felt like you're reminded it and, and, and that's been hard, like just remembering actually, like the way people respond, especially in this country, like ignorance, the people, the way people just get yeah. on yeah. a madness. Like you put a, a, a statue in the thing and people kind of mad, like white supremacists turned up in, in London to scrap people. They got bad dudes, but imagine, like, just because over some, with, with t- a statue was boarded up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, mate, like, you, you sometimes think, like... It's not just a statue. Yeah, Courtney. Yeah. It's not just a statue. It's true, it's true. It's their history. They yeah, it's their, not, not, not even their history. It's not even so much a statue, right? It's their way of living. Whenever white people, in particular in this country and probably in America as well, whenever they feel that they're all perceived way of living that American dream or that sort of British sort of um, way of living is under threat that's when they get all defensive and they have to come out and, and, and go on the attack um, I'm not defending them obviously there's no reason reasoning for it but at the same time obviously we're, we're, we were suffering from we've done been suffering from racial stigma um, and racism for years now but the same also applies to like class as well um, and it's not like you're going to get the middle class or the um, 
people that are going to be out there, out, out on road, making noise, it's always going to be the working class. I mean, there's a reason, there's a particular reason for that. Um, so we need to start understanding why that is as well. But in terms of like the George Floyd, Floyd Clivin, killing, um, I definitely agree with what Adrian said. There's so many different factors that have occurred um, to kind of get get it to that point. Um, obviously, you look how many people have died beforehand in, in for, for years, for mm. decades, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's obviously children got to a point well. now. In, yeah. yeah, children as well. Um, Trevor Martin, etc. Um, but as soon as it happened, and I see, and I saw sort of the backlash of of, um, of just of, like all of these companies making statements and this and rare, rare, and people wanting to go on social media. But it's all just a trend. That's that's what I can see. It's all just a trend. Like it, like now, what's going on now? No one's saying nothing about it. There might be a few people saying a few things about it, but but no one's really doing much. You get some sort. You get. A few authentic companies. There's one in particular. I think Ben and Jerry's made a really, really good yeah. statement, and they've actually been um, involved in like uh, getting involved. Um, it, was, it was talking about the history of um, white supremacy and, and the issues that they had in America, and, and they were aware of that. And it's a statement they've made previously and years before. Mm. Um, I think in Ferguson they were involved in like the process as well. So there are obviously some authentic companies out there, but the majority, it's kind of cool to kind of do what everyone else is doing. So that's all yeah. they're doing. All these, all the need, even the Premier League football footballers are ta- uh, managers are taking. They want no one was doing that when Colin Kaepernick was doing that. No one was even no. thinking about doing that, no. but because everyone else is doing it, no. everyone else wants to fall in line. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be seen. That I'm not doing it. Yeah. So I better do it. So yeah. that's all it is. Come, come, come 2021, it's going to be a different tip. I'm going to be, no one's going to be talking about Black Lives Matter apart from black people. I'm not going to ever be looking f- to the white man mm. for our solution. They, we've watched how many, they always, all the movies that have been produced about black people and about history of black people, there's always got to be some sort of white saviour uh, until like, obviously something like Django or something where you still had a white saviour. Oh, I hate white Django. Man, man. <laughs> I couldn't you stand it. I walked out. I walked savior, out. Yeah. In reality, that's not going to be the case for us. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to be the case until we get ourselves together which on a positive note I feel like all of this has started to kick up again um, obviously we've been divided over the years over the decade from sort of that slavery mentality um, purposefully to not unite and not to do anything especially when you look at like American history in particular because that's um, uh, is what most people are familiar with for British history it's a lot harder to kind of find out what happened and, and, it's, and it's not really spoken about it's quite, quite insidious um, it's difficult to kind of figure out what how much mm. involved British Britain was yeah. in terms of like slavery and, and the whole movement, um, but America it's obviously a lot, it's obviously um, spoken about a lot more. It's easier to kind of research that, um, from my understanding anyway. Um, and I kind of lost what but I was there. Do you not think as well that um, with black people, um, everyone had their own different views? Because I know with, between us, babe, me and Ade, um, even like how Ade really want to educate the boys. We got three boys, and it was like, right, we need to talk to them, to talk to them. And I was like, no, they're too young, they're too young. But he's like, well, if we don't educate them, the world's going to educate them for us, and then they're going to educate them in a way that we don't, what's not seen, what we don't agree with. So we had that. Then also at work, I found lots of people were saying to me, you know, Vicky, you're a mother of three black boys. Why are you not doing this? Do that. Like people were telling me how I should feel mm. and how I should I raise my kids and how yeah. I should act. No. And I found it was, and if. I didn't do anything on social me- media because yeah. I know so many people are putting up things and everything. Yeah. I didn't do anything. And the reason is I needed to, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. There was too much. Yeah, I remember, yeah, we all process things differently. <coughs> so for me, I cried a lot. I remember adding wiping my tears. I cried as, because when I heard George Floyd call out for his mother, mm-hmm. I am a mother. So the thought of, God forbid, any of my boys been in that situation, it, it, 
it didn't just make me sad. It made me, I went through so many different emotions. And I remember I went to bed at three o'clock. Do you remember, babe? Crying. It was on a Friday. I think I went to bed at three o'clock and woke up at 12 midday the next day. That's how physically exhausted I was yeah. from just dealing with my emotions. And then I'll go on social media again. And then black people are arguing. This person's are, like, everybody has different views, but everybody expects it to be, I understand the common goal. I get the direction. I know that we all want to... Um, justice we want justice do you, you understand what I'm trying to say we want equality we want all of that but then black people were like well I don't agree with this I agree with that like what, what was it like for you guys uh, this is what pisses me off the most <laughs> like when you think about it like we're always arguing with each other um, I say we as obviously as a, as a community um, about what what the right way is or how we should go about this problem there's never going to be one right way we're going to need so many different like types of strategies so many different types of approaches we're going to need people to be writing yeah. to be protesting we're going to need people to be violent we're going to need we're going to need people to be educating we're going to we're going to need people in politics we're going to need yeah. people in so many of these different industries it's not going to be sort of one way, a one way road that's going to liberate us there's going to have to be so many of us working together in different areas so we're going to need people obviously when you go back to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X people are always comparing them you don't that's not that's not the it's, point. You need both of them. It's not a wrong or right answer. You ain't yeah. gonna get you yeah. gonna get one result without the other from one of them. But at the uh, same time, I feel like that's that's exactly why you almost need disputes. I think the discussion in general is good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like when I go on social media, I enjoy seeing black people having a discussion about this, having debates about this, because there's no there's almost no right way to do it. There's going to be so many multiple avenues. I've you know? also seen black and white people say they can't even get it right amongst themselves. They don't even know what they want. Yeah, but now we should. I think. I think now is a time where we should just not focus on what yeah, they're saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, I think it's it's quite irrelevant. You know, I've um, seen a lot of people just say. That I think the way to to not get rid of, but sort of reduce the whole racism issue, is to just not talk about it. Now, that is very controversial. Yeah, no I doubt think about that. I've, I've heard that as well. I think that's, that's absolutely not. That's, that's yeah. I, I agree. I, I think that's that's the wrong way of doing it. But yeah. I, I think a question to you guys is: Do you feel like racism has reduced over the years, or because I'm I'm assuming everyone here has experienced racism in their life at least once? Yeah, right. I, I think you'll be na- I think anyone would be naive to say that racism hasn't reduced. Hasn't not, reduced. Hasn't. Hasn't. So you think it's increased. Um, or has it stayed level? It's just become smarter. Yeah, it's no, it's uh, it's definitely reduced. I think anyone right here that says that racism has it is definitely reduced. No, you think racism is Daniel reduced? Daniel said he disagrees. Uh, yeah. form, I disagree. The only, the only the racism is still exactly. It's, it's, it's probably even higher now because mm. people like Trump and people like it's giving people I, a yeah. platform to speak up and not to be not to be ashamed of their but racism at the same time and don't you think people the only, are the only, the only different now the only different now is we're, we're living in a more PC culture that's I the know, only that's the only thing you, is, it makes racism and that's what Daniel's saying that it's reduced. become racism has become smarter people are doing it in a smarter way trying to like yeah, Daniel it's do you wanna, subtle it's, it's very I'm not, subtle I'm saying like I'm not saying like the, the total landscape's completely changed right I'm just saying just like just looking just looking at a timeline for example at the end of the day like we're not. I know it's extreme, but we're not slaves anymore. Yeah. You know, we can vote now. I'm just. I'm just going for a timeline. Okay. Like, we mm-hmm. can vote now. Mm-hmm. There are more people working in banking, for example. There are more black kids nowadays that are graduating from uni. Albeit they're not getting the same opportunity to get jobs. That's still a massive problem. There's more. There's more black pe- kids in education. So, okay, I, think I don't think it has. It has. It has improved. But I completely agree with you. It's like. Yeah, was that not also down to? 
like our population is increased in the, in, in this particular country because obviously 50 years ago 100 years ago there was less black people in the country and, so and, and other subtle was, things like less. and other subtle things like I don't know, like being, I don't, like you said, it's all blanket, right? But being less likely to be called like a nigger, like on the street or anything like that, or or not, like more specifically, your generation, right? You guys literally grew up in the, you guys grew up in the eighties and nineties. You guys literally grew up with with like the most racist TV programs, right? Like black faces everywhere. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? I think like, it's more. It's more. Correct me if I'm right. Yeah, but like, you, it's not like you'd go on TV and see any of that right now. But then right? for me, that's worse because PC then you culture, can't. You can't. You're not even aware of it. Like yeah. the fact no, that you're not even aware. Yeah. It's, it's it it tricks you rather than being out there. It's like okay, cool now. If I call him a nigger, I'm going to get boxed in my mouth. So how do I make him feel less about himself in a more sophisticated way? You don't need to... If you make racism about... And I'm not saying you are, but if you make racism just about words and what people say, you miss it's systemic. It's, mm-hmm. it, the system hasn't changed. Like, it's still extracting black death. Black death yeah. runs the world. Like, it's, it, it, what it is. I'm if, not it's, saying, if it's not you, yeah. it's some guy, some kid in the mine in Africa making Apple phone, you know what I mean? Digging People, in absolutely. Kind of but what I'm trying to, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to say there's been an absolute shift in the landscape, but there has been marginal change. If you, I believe over time, as generations go on, right, people change. Like from one, if you're looking at one generation as a sample to another generation, I think that the next generation will be marginally less racist yeah, than I the agree. other because of experience. You can't sit here and say know, that man. racism hasn't improved. I don't know. I if you, if you say that, then you, you, you literally can't. It's I work like, with, I work it's with almost, it's almost black and white. Absolutely. Like, I, I still interact with white people that are racist. I'm not saying that every white person is racist, but I'm saying well, if you compare, for example, it's like the generation that comes after us will be considerably less racist yeah. than the generation now. Know. You have know. to accept that. I don't know. I, for me, it's I, like, I, sorry. No, like, for me, for me, you don't even have to be white to be racist. Like, you can be black and, and have a white supremacist mind. Like, more and more people, more and more now, even black people are less informed about stuff. So yeah. they're allowed to, they, they let things slide that shouldn't be let slide or they allow things to kind of creep in that are, are, are less, um, less overt, but it's still there. It's still just as damaging. And like, I've worked with young people and you'd be surprised. I feel like when I was younger, even though it was more clear, this person was racist, this person weren't racist. Like it was more clear where you stood. Now, it's just more sophisticated. People know how to, people know how to smile in your face. Like they'll let black kids get graduate. They'll let it, they'll let them go. They'll let them get in banking jobs. But it will never change the system. It will. It, okay. It, and and that makes you think there's progress. Like like look how they use Obama as an example of progress. You got Obama now. Basically, shut up. There's I, progress. I disagree. You know I, mean? I don't. I don't think the white men used Obama as a tool for progression. I think. I think that. I think that was completely driven by the black man. I feel like no. the black man paved the way for Obama to get in that situation. What's your thoughts? No, I, I think, no, I think I he was that. a placeholder, but I don't think the, I don't think the white man stood there and said, let's just put a black... Why would the white man go, let's just put a black man in this position to for the same way. Why would the white man do that? The, Obama was put into power for one reason and one reason alone. This is my personal opinion, mm. by the way. I believe Obama was put into power to negotiate deals with Africa between between America and Africa obviously they're thinking okay this is a black man he's from Kenya that's his heritage he can go in there and negotiate the deals we've been trying to negotiate for X amount of time 
this black man can get us those deals. And this that's the only reason why Obama was put into power. I disagree with that because I think, like we're talking about, what we're talking about before, I think our leaders in Africa are so backwards, you do not need a black man to go negotiate in Nigeria or Ghana. A white man can go into that country and get whatever he wants. You don't, Obama's unnecessary. What They've been doing it say? anyway. Courtney, They've been doing this say? since the beginning of time. I was going to actually talk about obviously just racism as a whole. Um, no, you're just going to talk about the Obama thing. I, know, right? I'll probably touch on that later. Like, I feel the same way as Ade, um, in a sense that uh, I feel that there are bigger cogs that play that we are well unaware of um, in terms of the running of this world um, that we would never find out fully about. I feel that like Obama was um, put in there essentially by the white man and it's not obviously not as simple as that but I think there are rules that are played that kind of make sure that, and it's like America is not a um, it's not a what do you call it a demo, it's not a democracy uh, in, out there um, you, you don't just vote and your president becomes the person the most person with the, the most can, the, most, the, most the candidate with the most <laughs> votes doesn't just get doing presidency just mm-hmm. from the votes there's yeah. so much more to it than that it's not a democracy so it's not just because people vote for Obama that Obama done it there has to be other um Statutes have a cogs that play that place him in that position for a certain reason, um, and it's the same same reason for Trump. Trump ain't he ain't experienced as a president. It's not like why is he in there? He's in there for a particular reason, mm-hmm. whatever that reason might be. Um, on the topic of like racism, I think obviously we all know how complex racism is. Um, I think I've summarised what I get frustrated with when we're discussing racism. We kind of blanket or, or sort of put a cover of racism as just being prejudice um, and we only talk about it on that on that on that basis oh uh, just because I'm not being called a nigger it means that people are less racist um, racism is more than that for me you've got your we're all so I'm going to try and explain this in a way that hopefully I, makes I, sense I, right but yeah but I completely agree with you even without hearing what you're going so, to say next but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say there's two sides of it right on one side you've got prejudice you've got discrimination that's racism in the form that we're all familiar with most of us or most of our ancestors or, or our grandparents have experienced that from decades ago we've experienced it growing up um in a sort of predominantly white um like country or whatever um there's that element of it um and that is expected but that doesn't actually have that much effect on the systems the structures that have been made in a way that benefits white people from centuries ago all of that is sort of all of that is kind of stuff to keep keep us busy, keep us distracted. Smoke screen. It's, yeah, it's a smoke screen. It's this this the structural racism hasn't I don't feel has changed from decades ago. There's so many of us as black people, as Africans, as Jamaicans, wh- wherever we come from, that as disadvantaged, like in this country, in America, in just in the world, right? And there's also like there's a question I always ask my wife, like why on earth isn't there a sort of a middle class community black community that, that everyone knows about or that the communities that we're aware of what we do right when we end uh, obviously typically the um the storyline the narrative is that oh we earn a bit of money we move out the hood we move out of the areas we move out the ends to get a better house for, for better opportunity for the kids um and that's because we know that there's no money being pumped in there's no future that we want to be a part of and i'm not saying each and every one of us i'm just yeah. saying as a whole um that we want to be a part of in that community because we know that there's going to be issues there's going to be um whether poverty. it's unemployment poverty um so we move out of the area but that's but so why isn't there um an area where there's enough of us now 
to build our own, to buy land, to build our own area, to build our own community, to kind of start to unify and, and build a platform, a foundation for our children to go on. But instead, we go and spend the money elsewhere. The money doesn't circulate in our own communities. We don't help each, each other out. We kind of go leave, uh, might help out a few friends or family members. Um, that's like another issue in altogether. I kind of diverge a bit there. But what I'm saying is, is that fundamentally, racism is so much more than what we perceive it to be. It's the systems and the structures that we need to really understand um, and really start to talk about before we can actually see any change in anything. All of this, I'm not all of the discrimination, the prejudice, I'm not I'm not really I don't really give two fucks about that. Like fair enough, you call my son a nigger, I'm gonna tell my son to sort to like sort you out or, or that's gonna be dealt with that's gonna be dealt with in another way. But but what I'm really focused on is what is gonna continue in years to come. It, mm. Wherever this goes down, rate discrimination. Everyone can be educated. Everyone can be, but discriminate and it, but the discrimination is not gonna. Um, even if the discrimination and the prejudice ends, the systems are still in play to kind of keep yeah. that narrative yeah. going. Yeah, sorry, go on. So yeah, just to touch on what you said about the system, because the system we're using today is, is basically the same system that was set up five, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So if it wasn't, if the system didn't benefit us when it was when it was being set up hundreds hundreds of years ago, why is it going to be- benefit us today? Until the system is changed, until the narrative, the system, the, the actual game, the, the book, the book, what's it called? The rule book is changed. Everything's still going to remain the same. Yeah. Okay, but what 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 do you guys want then? What do you what do you, what is it? What is what do you want for us? What is the change in the, of system that, that you want? This brings me to the point where I completely agree with you. There needs to be some sort of structural change, and the structural change will happen only when the person changes or the people that control these kind mm-hmm. of things right and that's nah. why i feel and that's why and because they're the ones in power that's why when this when, nah. when this when this first happened it's i said to it's myself not to it's not Who's look, it down to look how quickly look how quickly things change when people started burning stuff down yeah the minute people started burning stuff down people's like no nah, we can't that's all these things that people are saying black lives matter and doing these things let's change this let's stop voicing actors uh, with white characters all these little things are just to appease people because they know if people keep pushing up on that people like you realise that who has the power they could have overwhelmed the police Absolutely. they could have overwhelmed the police even though the police have all them guns you think the police could sustain that for listen for okay, all first, first of all let's not be naive with that situation because if America really wanted to go full fully hard in that situation it's true they but how long could the they police, do they could do it forever they couldn't even that, like they even do it forever. even in some of no, the no, even no, if you're fo- if, if you're following it on the ground, that's, that's the if problem. you're following it on the ground, a lot of the activists, a lot of the police didn't want to work no more. They're working overtime, day in day out, protecting things. It gets tired. You can't you can't keep doing that. And this is if you can stop people from pushing it. And this is what this is my fear with everything that's happened with COVID is that people are going to go back to the old life that we've all lived before, like. This is an opportunity I feel for us to think about what's the new way to live, whether it's how we work. Whether it's how we, whether it's like how we work, whether it's how we live, whether it's about like, what's the new world that we can kind of live about? You know what I mean? And I think like if we can think about that, you know what I mean? What do black people want? I don't even think sometimes some black people have had the time to even think about it. They just mm-hmm. want yeah that foot off your neck. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. imagine just being able to breathe. Like what does freedom look like if you've never had the chance to think about freedom? Yeah. Like I do think with everything like. Look at Haiti, for example. Haiti is that little small country that was able to change everything. They, they, they went up against the biggest empires in the world and made themselves free. So if they can do it, there's no reason why none of us can do it. We're more informed. There's more educated people. There's more, there's more connection. Like, there's internet. There's people. There's communities that are communicating in what, 
Like things can move forward, but people have to want it. People have Absolutely. to. Absolutely, and like just, just, just one more thing. That's why I honestly believe that as the generations go on, the generations after us are more informed, they're more educated as well, whether it's black or white. And I, I honestly feel as as that gets as that gets better, then structural structural racism will improve as well because you're going to have people. They're going to be black. There's going to be black people in power. There's going to be white people in power. But also those white those white people in power. Those white kids that are being born now, right? And they're going to be working in government in like the next fifty years are going to have a completely different mentality. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, with same, education and experience, and it, hopefully with educational interracial experience as well, but they're going to have a completely then. different. No. Different mentality to their grandfathers or whatsoever. It's the same so. education. And if you don't believe in that, how's it going to change? Different, because you have different mentality, yeah, but it's still, still the same. It's, uh, sorry, different mentality, yeah, but it's still the same. They're still playing the same game. That's, that's the problem. They're still but playing if, the same game, with the you, same rules. Until the rules change, the game's not going to change. All right, yeah, guys. But that's, I honestly feel like that they will be the ones to change the rules, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, if you don't believe in that, then you ultimately don't believe this isn't going to end. No, I believe it can change. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think it can't change, but it, it, it takes yeah. us. We have to. It's down to us. It's down to the future generation to make that change. But you can't beg. You can't like. There's a writer to, that says yeah. the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. You Absolutely. can't. You can't bust it down with their own thing. They're never gonna let it work. Right, they guys. You think that? Because I'm looking at the time, and it's something that we're all really, really passionate about. Um, I just want us all to go around and just say one thing. Um, to kind of summarise this first episode, like what we've been talking about, what would you, what do you want to leave people thinking, or what would you like to say? Let's start with you, Courtney. It's a difficult question, um, but a good one. I think keeping it short as I can. <laughs> um, unity is what, what, I, what I'm going to say. Unity. We need to unity and obviously education um, for us as black people, um, for our children, even for our, um, for the future generations. The only way I feel, in my, in my opinion, it is going to change. Obviously, it's gonna, it may take the help of a few white allies, but that's, that may come in small numbers. But ultimately, it's going to be us um, coming together, um, having some sort of collective power um, uh, and knowledge to be able to, to dismantle and make a change. Um, and hopefully... Um, and I know this has been going on for decades, right? But hopefully, with, with what's been going on in recent months, lockdown, Jules Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor um, as well. I can't forget to mention her as well. Um, it, it's a, it's a start. start. It's yeah. a start to that. Maz, what would you like to say? Um, I think the conversation has been really interesting. Um, obviously, we, we need to address what's happening, and I think to address that. I, a very important question I, that I want to pose to everyone here to maybe take a think about and come back next week is why are people even racist in the first place? Um, is it due to ignorance? Is it something that they've been fed as kids when they were younger or as they've grown up, they've just had bad experiences with certain people and they've taken that into account and they've, they've made their own opinion on certain things? Um, it's a shit historic ideology that hasn't been dismantled. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But then I also think that a lot of a lot of the just people in general the black race people see youths on the street and they're not doing great at school and then you know like most people would say if i saw a bunch of black guys i wouldn't walk past them on the road why is that why do they have that mentality um so that's something that i think needs to be addressed and and spoken about 
and understand why, why people have this perception of black people and ethnic minorities in general. They, I guess. they have that mentality because the narrative hasn't changed from from today to like a hundred years ago. The and I, I think the, the, media, the media plays yeah, a huge yeah, role same, in it. It's been the same narrative we've been living in. Anyway, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So like I said, again, it's just it's going to take a lot of like, yeah. edu- like Courtney's a lot of education as well to to kind of trample that narrative. But yeah. Cool. Internally as well for us. But yeah. mm. And Daniel? Um, yeah, I've even learned a lot today as well. So, um, But for me, it's just um, nothing we do as black people is, is, is insignificant, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like you could do something so small together, but together you can... It's so powerful. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And there's no one way as well. Mm, yeah. There's yeah. no one way. You do, I think you got as black people, you've got to do what feels right for you. Sometimes you have to feel uncomfortable, of course. Mm-hmm. But... Ultimately, you have to do what feels right, and then essentially something good can come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, babe. What have you got to say? Uh, as, as black people, we need to find a way to unite. Unite is um yeah, find a way to unite. That w- that would go uh, in, that would go a long way into solving our p- current problems and our future problems. We need to start to unite Africa. Africa needs to unite as as um. Yeah, unite create as a continent, create a United States of Africa. That yeah, that'll go a long way into help solving the predicament that we're facing today. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah I just think um, Alex, by the way. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I also think like we just got we need to be easy on ourselves and give ourselves like some grace because like the world is busting us up every day, and it? it's not like these are questions. I'm having conversations with my son that my dad's had conversations with me. You know what I mean? Like, and I think everything is against us and we're still doing good. And so I think sometimes we just need to be able to celebrate celebrate our wins, celebrate where we are and like, yeah, be great. Be, ni- be kind to ourselves. I think, I know we want that freedom, but I think sometimes we need to allow ourselves to rest and imagine because like Matt said, what do we want? Have we ever imagined what we really want? So, mm. yeah, give ourselves that space. Brilliant. And for me, it's just simple. I think, oh, Adrian, have I said you? Huh? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I've spoken enough. But yeah. But um, ultimately, I I I feel very optimistic. Um, the thing is, I feel like in this current situation, it's really hard for Black people to like just be honest with yourselves and be like, you know what? I actually feel optimistic. I feel like things are going to change because we've gone through a period of so much rage. Seeing Floyd die, it's hard to just be honest with ourselves and go, actually, actually, I, I don't know. I just feel like I. I think ultimately I have so much confidence in us and I have so much confidence in the generations that are going to come after us as well. Like your kids, for example, your kids are going to grow up. They're going to be so intelligent. They're going to be more switched on than we're ever going to be. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like ultimately these are going to be the guys that are going to make the difference, you know. And we've seen it out protesting as well. We've seen, I went to the protest and there were like kids that were 10 years younger than me Mm. and very passionate and I feel like it's changed from generation to generation, from yours to, to ours to your kids. I think we've gradually become more switched on and um, aware of the current issues anyway. So I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And for me, it's just for black people to remain focused. I think it's for it to just not be a hashtag for another black person that dies, but understanding what we're fighting for, stay focused on what we're fighting for and let's unite in it. Let's have conversations. We're not always going to agree on things because we all have different ways of how we see things. But just stay focused and understand what the end goal is. 
So on that note, I just want to say thank you guys. And um, I'm looking forward to the next episode.